0: And Martin Paloma.
1: Welcome to another edition of Minds on the Money, presented the by missing. Pinnacle. I'm Paloma with me here today as well. Um, it's kind of a slow time right before the big holiday season. Black Friday is eight days away. Uh, Thanksgiving's one week away. So it's getting, you're getting into the holidays, which means uh, a lot of retail activity and that kind of thing. We we'll talk to Martin about that. He had some term for it just then, and I'll get him to re, uh, reiterate for, for you all. <laughs> So uh, we'll do that. First, I want to tell you real quick. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. 662-257-1900. And, Martin, before we get rolling, tell the people about Pinnacle and how they can get in touch with you all.
2: Yeah. Um Man, it's I'm, it's kind of crazy to think that you just said Thanksgiving is next week. You know, Black Friday is next Friday, and then we're off into the to the holidays. Man, this year has uh, this year has flown by. At least here at Pinnacle, it's it's flown by. You know, we've been um, we are at the tail end of our conversion, which is uh, is actually kind of it's kind of nice to um, you know to be on the backside of this, and it's been a really successful it's been a successful journey. Uh, and you know, I'm really excited about what, what next year looks like. I know this year was for us was kind of like the year of the conversion. Next year is going to be really ramping up our, our, um, you know, our tech offerings to, to our clients and, you know, and creating something bigger and better, which is, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, fortunately markets have been kind to us this year as well. And all of our listeners, whether it's, you know, you're investing in your 401k or, you know, you've got IRAs or, or regular investment accounts, you know, if you just kind of stayed the course and stay invested, I know the summertime, you know, we had a few little hiccups, but, uh, but markets have been, have been kind this year. Uh, you know, bond, bond markets, not so much. Anyway, I won't get into all of that, but, but yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it feels like it's been too easy. So I know at some point in the future, which I don't know when it's going to be, it could be two years, three years, four years from now you know, things will get real choppy again and, uh, and people will have to make some, some decisions. And if you're making them on your own and that gives you a, a pain in your gut, you know, call us 601-957-0323. Uh, you can reach out to us at info at my P I N N com. We'd love to, you know, talk, see if we're a good fit. And sometimes we're good fits and sometimes we're, you know, we're not good fits, but it doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation and, and hear your story. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the holidays. I've got a busy holiday schedule and
1: uh but I'm I'm excited about it this year. You a big Thanksgiving person? Is that your that's your holiday? Are you that, are you a are you a big on Thanksgiving or are you like me where you're like uh ah.
2: no. Dude, I like to eat, but no, man. Like I wanted to put my Christmas decorations up on November first, and uh, you know, the house was kind of like, Can we have Thanksgiving? And I'm like, it's just food. I mean, I'm I kind of have an attitude of gratitude all year long, you know, and some of that just comes from my past and, you know, and having to overcome a lot of, you know, crazy things, but, um, you know, so it's like, I don't need just one day out of the year to remind me to be grateful for what, you know, I have, I've, I have that I kind of have that attitude all year long.
1: And that sounds like I'm No, it's a great attitude it, to have, man. It's, no, 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 no. It's a great attitude to have. And you you are you are legitimately I can speak to this. You are I can't recall a time when I've talked to you that you seem down. You even during all the <laughs> pandemic stuff, you're always like, It's gonna be fine, it's gonna work out, it's gonna be okay. Um, yeah, and that's good. I I not everybody not everybody is that way. I'm not. Yeah. I, I struggle with that. I, I will have Oh, at least twice a week, I will, because st- I read a lot, you know, I, I like to read a lot and uh, I will stumble across an article somewhere that makes me really feel like guilty for not being more um, appreciative of the things that I do have.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, dude, and and I, I guess I don't want to make it sound like, uh, you know, like I just have this happy pill I take all the time because there was, you know, my story, There was there was some dark, dark times of my life where Um, you know, where I wasn't grateful at all, I was pretty miserable and, um, you know, and it was all my own doing. It wasn't that anyone had, you know, done anything to me. You know, I had some tough breaks, um, you know, in early, well, I guess I'd say middle childhood, but, um, you know, and that, that haunted me for, for a lot of years, man, that haunted me for like 15 years. And, uh, and man, I guess it really was, you know, about 11, 12 years ago, where, you know, I had a, what they call a spiritual awakening. And I don't mean that in a religious term, like, you know, I started going to church. Um, but meaning that, you know, my, I guess I finally hit my bottom is what I, what I can say. And, and, and you can always keep digging, right? There's always new bottoms if people want to keep going down, but I'd had, I guess I'd had enough pain. And, um, what do they call it when you, when you beat yourself? Is it Flagellation, self yes. Flagellation? Self flagellation, not flatulation, but flagellation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Flatulence um, is a different term. Yes, and yes. Uh, and man, I guess I, I had done a lot of that to myself and and to other people around me. And um, I don't know, dude. It's uh, you know, I had and and it was therapy. You know that that really kind of got me. Uh, I, I did some really intense uh, therapy called EMDR. Um, which is really, it's it's trauma. It's trauma therapy. It gets to the root of the trauma. And, dude, I have to say that was the beginning of, of the turnaround for me and, you know, and then just coming to a place of acceptance that, um, you know, things happened to me and things happened to my family and not necessarily my fault, nothing I could have done. I didn't create it. I can't control it. Um, you know, and then today I just choose, you know, one of my uh, mentors – early in my journey of, of changing my life kind of told me, he's like, dude, you got, you got a choice. You know, you can be right, or you can be happy. It's your choice. And, uh, there's a lot of little one, one liner nuggets that Phil gave me. And I still, you know, apply them today. But, uh, you know, I mean, I have bad days, dude. I have bad things happen and, and things don't go my way, you know, a lot, but, you know, I guess I try to choose to, I choose to try to find the silver lining and
1: in those things and you know I'm always I'm always struck uh, and I still go to therapy too so yeah well I'm a you know me I'm a giant <laughs> proponent for therapy um, yeah I love it yeah I think I, everyone should go yeah everyone should absolutely go I mean unless you are the point one percent of people who just you just have it together you're good
2: yeah unless your name is Jesus
1: you know yeah that's about right or um,
2: uh, or Gandhi or Buddha or any of those
1: enlightened dudes? You know, I don't know if you remember, I can't remember the year, 2015, 2016. There was a plane crash involving, um, uh, the dentists. Yes. The dentist.
2: Yep. So my son Carson I do cause they're connected here to Jackson also in the soccer community. And yeah. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. So my but son, yeah, I my do son, know exactly you're
1: talking about. my son, Carson plays on the Oxford high school, um, uh, soccer team. He's a freshman, so he he plays JV, but he he dresses with the varsity. He has not played for the varsity yet. Um that's neither here nor there. On his team, the Oxford uh high school team, there's a a senior and there's a sophomore who uh both of those boys lost both of their parents. Yeah. And uh I always I hope I don't stare. Um I'm always so impressed i don't know them either one of them particularly well um i know members of their families and i have always been impressed with their families but i don't know the boys and there's no reason that i would necessarily know the boys i i've I've, you know seen one of them one of them is closer to carson's age and so i've seen him a lot more than i have the, the one who's a senior because obviously there's a an age gap um but you know i've seen their 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 families over the years and i've always been so um Kind of blown away by it, really. Like it, it's something I, I can't wrap my mind around. Um, how their lives changed in, in such a sudden way. And in, in fact, one of the the people I've always wanted to reach out and get him on a podcast and talk about it, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't know. It feels like I'm invading someone's privacy. Um, it. It. Um, I've always just been struck by how traumatic that must have been uh, for everyone, for the kids, for the families, um, how traumatic it must still be every time you have an anniversary, every time you have a Christmas, every time there's a birthday, um, every time there's a uh, little things, you know, like prom or um, senior day or um, first soccer game of the season – Stuff where I always wonder if those boys, and they both seem to be well-adjusted, happy, successful kids. Again, I don't know them. I certainly wish nothing but great things for them. Um, But I always wonder, you know, how often do those thoughts go through their heads? Or do they go through their heads? I'm sure they've all had therapy, and I'm sure they all continue to go to some form of therapy or, or, or got enough therapy where they're good for a while. I don't know what the case may be, and it's none of my damn business, but I always wonder, you know, do they, what do they? how often do they think about it? How often do you think about the fact that you're never going to see your mom and dad again, that you lost your mom and dad as kids, and you had no choice but to left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot until you sort of got got past it. You had new parents forced upon you. You were forced into a home with new parents. Um, they had to deal with you. You had to deal with them. You had to go to school. You, um, you are always, at least in this town, you're always the kids whose parents died in the plane crash. Um, I don't know. I, I, I see them, and you know, I see them all the time. And 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 so when I and when I do it, there's never a time that I don't think about it. And I, I, I it makes me incredibly. Uh, grateful to still be here for my kids, it makes me incredibly grateful to still have my parents around. Um, I, I, it's 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 almost always a reminder, you know. Because I think people like me who battle depression, some, um, I think people like me always have a tendency to drift into a kind of a dark place, and I also think people who are kind of creative, and I am. I think those people typically struggle with some stuff uh, because your 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 brain doesn't ever really stop. Um, You know, I see that with at least one of my kids. Um, You know, it's easy for me to kind of not feel sorry for myself, Martin. That's not the right word, but it's easy for me to kind of uh, just get into a dark place. And and they uh, sometimes I feel guilty that they are a reminder that no 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 you should be in a very light place. You should be in a very you have nothing to feel sad about you have nothing to feel negative about you you have nothing nothing to allow the demons to come in you should look at those kids and 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 look at the people who have raised those kids and and tip your hat and I'm sure there's been hard times I cannot even imagine um, how difficult that would be to go from being parents of four kids to suddenly being parents of seven And, and and not babies kids um, you know, it's not like you had triplets and you got to raise them up, where the biggest thing was, Hey, we got to change diapers here. No, no, this is a lot bigger than that. So I, I don't know. I always, I don't even know where I'm going with that. I just always think about stuff like that. And, and, and so people like you who are, are naturally, I found a way to be naturally positive. I always admire it.
2: Well, dude, you <clears throat> I mean, you were telling my story, you know, with those kids because that was, you know, I lost my dad in a plane crash too. And, um, Dude, I know how it feels.
1: How old were you when that happened? I was 11. So you're about their age. Yep. Yeah, I was I would guess those kids were about that age, roughly, give or take a couple of years, one way or the other. Yep. I didn't I didn't mean to bring up I'm sorry. No, dude, you're good. <laughs> I mean, it's good.
2: It's uh, I mean, you do miss them. You know, you miss the, the you know, seeing you grow up, and then sometimes you just need to need your dad. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's good. I have, I do have men in my life that, that are good, that are positive, but sometimes. You know, sometimes
1: I just want my dad, man. Oh, of course, I'm sure. I mean, look at the person you've become, <laughs> the father you've become. I'm sure that not having him there to see that is an incredibly painful thing. I, I there's nothing I can say that can provide any comfort to that. I mean, other yep. than other than I, I I do believe I do believe he knows. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think he sees what you've become and i suspect if he could say those words to you, he would absolutely tell you how proud he is. And I don't think you had to hear those words to know it.
2: No. And then like, you know, you you're the people who know him really well, you know, will be like, man, you, you're so much like your dad and not the, I mean, I do look like my dad too, but
1: yeah, yeah. I know what you mean.
2: They're like, you know, he's bullheaded. He was a you know, I never say die. He was, you know, always figuring a way out of problems. He was, you know, and when you talked about you being the creative type too, dude, that's, uh, you know, that's me as well. And most people probably think, you know, oh, you're a financial advisor. You deal with money, you deal with stocks, you're, you know, totally left brained. and, And man, and that is not true at all. I mean, I am, I have a very good left brain, but man, my creative, and I think that's what makes me so good at my job. And I'm not being like, you know, I'm,
1: pumping myself up or saying i'm the best but no your ability have to your ability to do this can, right your ability to do this i mean there's there's a lot yeah. of people i mean I, I won't name names but i was talking about someone today who is um one of the very best in his field and uh when 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 the conversation is about his field he's exceptional i mean incredible but you make the conversation be about something just like hey man how are your kids uh, what's uh what's what's your kid doing these days yeah can't do it can't do it i mean cannot have that cannot do that just can't do it it's not that he doesn't want to do it can't do it can't do it can't have a can't do small talk and so that's uh no uh, your ability to understand money and and economics and all of those things which can be uh I mean, for lack of a better word, kind of nerdy sometimes, and to be able to communicate, <laughs> yeah. you know, to be able, well, a lot of the, you know, there's there's a lot of economists, you know, it's funny, you're one of my good friends, and and I, I have a friend at at Ole Miss who's the department head in in, um, in economics, Josh Hendrickson, who um, is like you, super smart, but is unlike a lot of, no offense, people that are kind of in that field. Um, they can actually talk about other things. And they actually have a little more personality. Than, personality. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making fun. I mean, listen, my field, no, man. my full, my field is full of psychopaths. So I'm not, I'm not making fun of anyone. Um, but it's just interesting that, yeah. So no, I mean, the the fact that you can you can communicate and talk about different things and have other interests besides, you know being obsessed with the markets or cryptocurrency or whatever is it, it it, it certainly probably, it, it, it does make you better at what you do. It's one of the reasons that people go to places like Pinnacle and end up staying with them for 30 years.
2: Yeah. I mean, dude, it is there. And there's a lot of things from, you know, that because of what happened, you know, with the accident with dad, that kind of forced, you know, that made me who I am too. And, you know, we experienced the financial death also, you know, not just the physical death, but the financial death, there was no life insurance. There was no, there wasn't anything. They just had not done planning. And my dad was young. Um, you know, my, my, my parents were young, uh, when it happened and, and dude, and that's what drives me to do what I do. It's not a, that I get up every day and come in here and, you know, I'm like, Oh, how can I make more money? It's like, dude, I get, I get my kicks when I help people solve their problems. And, You know, and I have had clients that, you know, that have died or, you know, something has happened and they're okay because we did planning and dude, and that, that just makes everything, that makes everything okay. It's like, okay, you know, uh, I can take my, the things that caused me harm and help other people with them and dude. And I mean, I do miss my dad, man. I miss, you know, I know his soccer was his thing too. And it's kind of mine and my son's thing. And it's like, dude, I wish my son's a senior this year. It'd be so cool if my dad, you know, was in the stands and he'd probably be trash talking and, you know, not where anyone else could hear him, but, you know, I kinda I probably get that from him where, you know, I I have to make comments when somebody does something on the soccer field that, you know, was an error. Like, you know, the striker is dribbling down the field and, you know, and body fakes to the right and the you know, and the defender doesn't have his feet underneath him planted, goes to the right and then they just dribble right about it. and I'm like, Oh dude, you should have planted and you know, and showed them towards the sideline. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was probably <laughs> a lot of my, of my pops, but, um, but yeah, dude, there's a lot of things that I don't get that, you know, I look at, you know, and I'm grateful that my kids, you know, have, you know, have those things that I didn't have, um, you know, and that's why I show up to everything, you know, and some people may say, Hey, why do you leave the office at four o'clock on a Thursday? Like today? And I'm like, well, my, my son has a soccer game and I'm not missing those things or, you know, my daughter has, you know, a school program. I just don't, I don't miss those things, but man, I've had a lot of really good men in my life along the way that have really kind of carried me and, um, you know, and they stepped in where, you know, where my dad wasn't and, and, uh, you know, and that's probably why the men's group stuff is so important to me too, man, is, you know, trying to give back what was, what was given to me and, and, you know, in therapy, especially the EMDR stuff, man, I did, I did months of that on, you know, just around the trauma with dad and then, uh, you know, and then us losing everything. I mean, dude, we went through bankruptcy and foreclosure. It was awful. It was, it was not fun as a, you know, as a, as a teenage boy when teenagers, you know, kids really want security, right? Uh, to know oh, that everything's yeah. okay. And you're yeah. like, you know, losing your house and, you know, mom's having to file for bankruptcy because, you know we had bills, debts, and all those things that we had to pay that we couldn't get squared away and she didn't earn enough income and but um but uh you know i also don't I don't regret you know what's happened to me and man, when you're saying you know you went down some you can go down some dark paths, I did that for you know from eleven from age eleven really to to twenty seven Um, I lived in some dark places and, uh, you know, one of the funny things I'll, I'll share, I think I've shared this on the podcast before. I can't remember when I was leaving, uh, when I was leaving DC to come back to Mississippi. Um, I had a great experience at Cambridge. It was, it was almost like a PhD level education, you know, working there for, for the time that I did. And that's where I, you know, I met Marcos, the, who's been on our podcast several times. He was one of my mentors there. But, uh, the lady that I worked for, she was great. Um, it's funny, like some of my, some of my best bosses have like, most of them have been female. Um, but she was great to me. And when I was leaving, she knew I didn't have a job lined up in Mississippi yet. And I just told her I had to go or else I would just stay. And I needed to go for my family. And, uh, (laughs) and this was kind of still, I was, I was coming out of my darkness and trying to get all my stuff together. And she told me um she was like working with you is like you know, reading Shakespeare by lightning. There were, you know, flashes of brilliance followed by long periods of darkness. And I just looked at her and I laughed and you know, and that has stuck with me, uh, you know, uh through through the rest of, you know, through the rest of the career too, as as man, I was in dark places, but um but you know, there was there was more to me than just my darkness.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I. You talk about you know, it's the one thing. Um, it's the one thing I take. The I don't. It might be the only thing I take super seriously in my life is is being a dad. <laughs> I don't yeah. take I don't take my job. I mean, I I work hard, and I try hard, and I try to produce a really good product. Um, I mean, I do. Uh, but it was funny. I just saw this. It just popped up on Twitter. Um, this is the' to carry the one This is the uh, 14 year anniversary of a football game it 's a meaningless football game in the whole scheme of life it 's the 14 year anniversary of the day that ULM where I went to graduate school beat Alabama, beat Alabama? in football okay. twenty one to fourteen <laughs> yeah people say, well, so what? For me, that week that I, I it was funny I, I thought that week was the worst week of my life. And uh, in fact, it was probably the best week of my life, um, from a professional standpoint and, and a personal standpoint. In a lot of ways, um, I was in Mobile. I was the lead SEC writer for the Mobile Register, which at the time was a big powerhouse paper in the state of Alabama. Um, I was a columnist. So much of what I, I, so much of my identity was my professional identity. I had a radio show on ESPN affiliate in Mobile. And I worked for some people at that radio show that I never really trusted. Um, I always knew that something could unwind quickly. It, it it stressed me out. Yeah. Um, you know, we had just bought a house fairly recently and, and moved across the bay from Mobile to Spanish Fort, and you know, uh, so that's like
2: my time at the at the state, man. You're you're describing when I was a state employee.
1: Yeah, you know, Campbell was six, and uh, Caroline was four. So Carson was barely – Carson was – I just turned one when this happened. So I – that week, uh, ULM was playing Alabama on Saturday, and on on that Monday, we had just bought bedroom furniture for our new house. And uh, on that Monday, I found out that – CBS was not going to televise the Iron Bowl later that month between Alabama and Auburn. That, in fact, CBS had passed on the Iron Bowl for two games, for Florida, Florida State, and for Kentucky, Tennessee. And I'm not an Alabamian, but I'd been in that state a long time. And I knew that Alabamians had a tendency to overplay the importance of that game. And I would always say that when you overplay it, on a year when it doesn't have significance, it takes away from how freaking cool it is on the years when it has national title ramifications and such. Because it's a great rivalry. Alabama-Auburn is a great Absolutely. rivalry. I covered Auburn for six years. I, I was, I've i been to a ton of Iron Bowls. It's a great rivalry, one of the best. Maybe the best. But on that year, Alabama was not good, and um auburn wasn't great either solid but not great and i said uh you know that and on that month on the saturday before if i remember correctly auburn had been popped by georgia and alabama had lost to maybe mississippi state or tennessee i don't remember exactly who beat Al- alabama but alabama had lost and I came on the show, and we talked about the TV, and we talked about how, hey, this this well, this year, can we just agree that it's the biggest game in the state, but not the biggest – it's a call-in show. You know, and I, I thought the goal was to get calls and to get listeners and to get people worked up. I thought that was the point, right? And I said, can we just agree that this year, this year, this is not the biggest game. It's a big game in the state, but nobody outside of the state cares. And then later in that show, my uh, producer, Isaac Vasquez, um, brought up ULM. It was Monday. We were mostly looking back on the games. And I said, "I said, well, I'm going to tell you this about ULM. I said, this game Saturday is losable. I said, now, I'm not saying Alabama's going to lose it, but I'm saying that this is not going to be Nick Saban's best team in Alabama and that Nick Saban is – um, you know, Nick Saban is is doesn't like this team. He's lost this team. And uh, this is a losable football game. ULM's okay. They got a couple of guys that can play. And and this will be. This is a losable football game. Within forty eight hours, I was fired.
2: Oh my gosh! Dude. From my
1: radio show, you and were fired. I was fired from my radio show, and we and then had they lost. We had no bedrooms. This is on a Wednesday. They fire me after the show. And um, I'm upstairs in our house because we have no furniture in our bedroom yet because it hasn't been delivered. Laura's freaked out, my wife. And I was pretty freaked out too. Um, You know, at the time I worked the two jobs, she didn't work, she raised the kids. And so suddenly we had endured this pretty significant financial hit. And uh, I remember we tried, to, we tossed and turned and whispered at each other all night on a, on a futon about what are we going to do? How, how are we going to make it? Um, you know, what are we going to do? And uh, um, ultimately, it led me to make the decision that I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be a Mobile anymore. I want to get out of here. I don't want to be the guy that got fired from the radio station. Because I still had my newspaper job. I mean, all of my real professional goals were still in front of me, but I just didn't want to be there anymore. And it led me to take this job at Rivals.com that everybody made fun of. I can't tell you how many, you know, capital J journalists told me, you're throwing, oh, you're throwing your career away. I love, I love proving people wrong. And uh, I'll be honest, for a long time, I thought I was throwing my career away. Yep. But but I did it. And um, the one thing, the two things that have come out of doing it, besides having some success or whatever, the two things that have really come out of it are I no longer had that stress. I no longer, I worked for myself. Uh, in many ways, I controlled my own success or lack thereof. And then the big thing was, and I look back on it now and it really hits me, had I stayed in Mobile, had I stayed in Mobile working a radio show until 6 o'clock and coming home and working and working and working, it would have been fine. I would have never, I would have missed so much stuff. Laura would have been the, the parent. Yeah. And I would have been the breadwinner. And And there's a lot of people that are perfectly happy that way. But I don't think I would have been. I would have missed a lot of stuff. I would have missed so many practices and so many games. And I would have traveled every single weekend for forever. And I would have missed a lot. And it's the one thing one of the big things about this job is I will look back on my life and I'm sure I'll have regrets and I'm sure there are things I'll say I wish I had done and, and there's so I used to. I don't do it anymore. I used to look back and go, ah, I wish I would have stayed in Big J journalism and I could have covered the Super Bowl and I could have covered the World Series. And I don't think about that anymore. I think about, I got to be in, I got to be in carpool line. Yeah, I got to, uh, I got, or you to, got dri- to take Carson
2: to the Super Bowl, or take Carson to a World yeah, Series. Yeah, I, I yeah, I did. Took, I
1: took Carson to the World Series. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and rather uh, than working it, yeah, and and absolutely, uh, you know, it was like, it was the fun part about. We yeah. went up to the Mississippi State Arkansas game a couple weeks ago. It wasn't that there was a football game. It was it hit me. It was the first time I'd ever taken my family to a college football game, and um, it was the first time that my son, who's 15 now, had ever been really to a college football game. And we sat and. You know, we talked about the game. We talked about, hey, here is what's coming here, and look at this. And we laugh at the video and all that stuff. And it was just fun to do it together. It's something that a lot of dads and sons do. It's one of the reasons that college football is yeah. what it is. Is because it's a family thing. It's not. It's not really about winning and losing necessarily. Um, anyway, it's 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 just kind of yeah, you are right. It's kind of. I guess it's the whole full circle of the, the the conversation is it's all about you don't know what you are going to be given and when you get it. You, you have to figure out how to get through it and how to make it a positive. And some things can never be positive, but it, it's left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot until you figure it out. And I don't know. It's, it's, I guess that's the Thanksgiving deal, right? Is I'm I'm kind of with you. I've never been a super big Thanksgiving Day guy because yeah. it's just like it's <clears throat> it's food. Um, and frankly, if if it was such a great meal, we'd have it more than once a year. Um, (laughs) that's right I've always I've always said that
2: like like everybody's like oh man I love Thanksgiving although dude my mother-in-law's dressing and I was not a dressing eater at all because it was always dry and just bleh but my mother-in-law Jennifer's mom holy moly man like she her dressing is is like the one thing that I'll really really look forward to every Thanksgiving because it's like dude she puts like shredded chicken in it and it's and it's moist. It's like uh it's not dry. And oh dude, it is I'll I'll eat her dressing for the next two, three days. But we only get it once, you know, in at Thanksgiving. So I do I do look forward to that. Other than that, I totally agree with you, man. I'm <laughs> I love I'm dressing. Of, uh, too.
1: My mother makes a great dressing. I love dressing, but like I never I never think to myself, gosh, you know what I'd really like this weekend is dressing.
2: Yeah. No, it's just too labor intensive to do it, you know. <laughs> otherwise. And dude, but I love Christmas, man, and uh yeah, I do too. And, I always have. And it's uh I don't know, and it and it's not so in my and here we're diving off into more therapy stuff, but like Jen and I, <clears throat> you know, we've had we've had stuff in our life where I mean we lost a baby and that was really tough. Um, but fortunately, like I had been through the EMDR and therapy, and I was like, I, I believe that therapy worked and would you know would help us out and um you know and and we got through you know, we got through that. And, but one of the cool things out of that couples therapy stuff we were doing too, was they made us do our, uh, love language thing. And, um, you know, and so one, someone might think, oh, well, Martin, if he loves Christmas, then he must love, you know, giving gifts or getting gifts. And that's not, I'm actually a pretty terrible gift giver. Um, and, but my love language is acts of service. So it's like, I, I'm going to do things for you to show you, you know, that I love you or that I care about you. And, um, but I love Christmas time, man. It is, I like the way the house smells. Uh, you know, and, and maybe it's because, you know, a lot of my really good memories as a kid was uh, Christmas and going to Miami with my dad. And it was so funny because in Miami, like we didn't have there, they didn't have like, you know, like uh Christmas trees, like the you know, like the pine tree, Christmas trees. And, uh, we would decorate like palm trees on the outside and we would, you know, decorate other things in the house. And it was just fun, man. Uh, you know, I remember, I just have those, those are good memories from my childhood. And my dad was, uh, it wasn't that he was, you know, and my mom's love language is definitely gift giving, but my dad's really wasn't, you know, uh, like, Hey, here's stuff. Um, he gave me experiences, and dude, that's what we do with our kids. Um, we do experiences for Christmas. We don't, you know, the, it doesn't look like our Christmas tree, you know, threw up Christmas everywhere. And we've been doing that for gosh, as long as Jen and I have been married, um, we decided to not just junk the, the tree up. We were going to do, we're going to create memories. Um, you know, and a lot of that's because of, you know, because of my dad. Uh, and those are the things like I don't remember what I got for Christmas, but I remember Disney World. I remember, you know, Miami. I remember going the places that we went, and, you know, and one of the cool things I had as a kid was my dad had an airplane like no other kid that I grew up with, you know, had an airplane. And so I got to fly with my dad. And it's funny, man, he would say things to me when we were flying that had like, he had no business saying what he was saying to me when I was a nine or a 10 year old, cause I just didn't understand what he was saying to me. Um, but now as an adult, I go back and I can remember, you know, just some of the little life things that he was hitting me with. And, uh, and I understand as an adult where I didn't, you know, as a kid and, you know, those are, those are, those are great memories. So, you know, I guess to wrap the, this thing up on a bow too, it's, I like Thanksgiving, you know, for the family getting together. But man, I, if, if I, if everyone in the house would have let me put Christmas up on, you know, November 1st, um, I'd had Christmas lights on the outside tree up in the inside, you know, the Christmas candles going and smelling. And, uh, I'm a, I love Christmas, man. I just, and I think I just love the, the spirit.
1: Yeah. Our, our, our trees up, everything's up. It's already, that's awesome. Already done. Yeah. We, we did it, uh, I guess last weekend because i think that might have been where i hurt my back in the attic <laughs> well i am i am a hundred percent as soon as
2: we finish eating on thursday next week christmas is going to, and christopher's going to the egg bowl this year he's going with his buddies oh good um yeah you know, he's going to starkville and uh, it's funny man he bleeds red and blue uh but he i think he's going to end up at mississippi state um and he wants to do engineering slash kind of architecture type stuff so it makes sense but man as a family that's red and blue, well, that's a, it's, man, it's hard for me to, but it's not about me. And that's what I, you know, I talked to my therapist, about. I was like, man, when he told me, dad, if I stay in state, I'm going to Mississippi state, my, my initial reaction was like, you know, gut wrenching. It was like, what, what? (laughs) But I thought, you know, and I talked to Mark about it and he's like, dude, that ain't about you, man. I was like, I know. I just had to get it out. I just had, I had to say something, I had to tell somebody. (laughs) And he's like, dude, that's not about you at all. I was like, yep, I know. I asked Christopher Doe, I did say, I was like, are you going to wear red and blue or are you wearing maroon and white Thursday? And he just looked at me. He didn't even answer me. And I was like, I ain't ringing a cowbell. I love you,
1: dude. I ain't he ringing a cowbell. He could learn the sports Rider code where you just kind of wear th- kind of greens and browns <laughs> just, and <yeah>. very neutral <laughs> colors. non colors. Not a tan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get him a, a game day suit. Like, go have him a nice suit tailored that's you know brown or green or or maybe some of the, the dudes from delta blues can uh, make them some jeans and we'll get them a a, a, a sport coat that's
1: brown or green <laughs> yeah there you go get him a kind of an olive green sport coat some, some tan pants and yeah i would do when shoes.
2: you i was thinking when you said olive green sport coat i was thinking you know some of those tan denims oh yeah uh I, I, used to, I used to have a closet
1: full of it, man. I, I was, uh, I, I was always very I'm, careful.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to start me a GoFundMe for,
1: uh, for Christopher's game day wardrobe while he's at Mississippi state. Cause when you can't wear orange or Navy or red or white, you have to be, you have to get creative. So we were there. All right. We're going to wrap there. Uh, I don't, we have not talked about it next Thursday is Thanksgiving so I doubt if we're doing a show on Thanksgiving morning I mean dude I, I love you I really
2: enjoy talking to you man um I, I with 100% certainty uh, will not be recording next Thursday because I will be uh, I will be prepping
1: prepping food all right well then we will be back two weeks from today <laughs> with uh, we'll talk about supply chains uh, we'll yeah. talk about the inflation uh, situation people are arguing yeah. about inflation whether it's a good thing. U.S. jobless claims steady and tight labor market. I mean, there's lots of things. CVS is going to close 900 stores over the next three years. Yeah, Ford. Did
2: you see where? Yeah, I was about to say, man. Did you see where Ford? I heard it coming in this morning. Where Ford is partnering. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. Global foundries
1: to develop semiconductors to get into the chip yeah. business. Yep,
2: dude. I mean, and we we called that though, dude. We called that on mm-hmm. the last couple shows ago. I was like, what's going to happen is, and it, it's not an, it's not a quick fix, but what's going to happen is. Is our our domestic firms are going to start figuring out how to how to create the things they need that hit them hard in the supply chain glut? They're going to create them domestically.
1: So we'll talk about all those things in a couple of weeks. Hope you enjoyed our little uh, deviant deviance. that's what's the word? We just kind of got away from got a away from deviation from, it, from, deviation, the, from yes. financial talk. A deviation. Thank you from financial talk. So don't forget if you need to talk about your finances, get in touch with Martin. And the people at uh, Pinnacle, it's MyPinWealth.com. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you for making us a part of your week. We certainly appreciate it. If you're traveling, whether you're going to Startville or Oxford or wherever, wherever Grandma's house may be, uh, be safe. And we hope to talk to you in two weeks as we start getting ready for uh, the big Christmas season and all of those things. So happy Thanksgiving. From Martin, I'm Neil. Take care. This is the story of the one.